0: Alaska or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio, brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Maine or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck, or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours of radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over
1: the United States. Now, here's your host, Hop Along John Cassidy. Thank you, Mark Larson, and everybody, welcome back to Rod and Real Radio. I am your underfished host, Hop Along John Cassidy. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're off doing various things uh, this weekend. Right now, even as uh, the show is going on, I'm at Cedrus Island with a group of people on the Rod and Reel radio trip to Cedrus Island, so we will be talking more about that in the following weeks. But tonight I think we have a pretty good show lined up for you. As you all know, San Vicente opened up this uh, past week, and boy did it open up, and from what we can tell, it was beyond expectation for almost everyone that fished there. Tonight for you, we have some interviews that we did at the grand opening of Lake San Vicente. Mayor Kevin Faulkner was there, and, and also some dignitaries from the Water Utilities Department. Not are we going to talk about why San Vicente is such a great recreational facility, but we were going to also talk about what the importance of, of the San Vicente Reservoir is as a stable drinking water supply for San Diego County. I mean... They spent all that money to help ensure that we have a stable drinking water supply. And then the water utilities department spent a lot of money on the new marina there so that we can recreate there. So it turned out to be a win-win project. And i got to tell you, after eight years of waiting for San Vicente to reopen, I think we can tell you that it was every bit worth the wait. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to go to the recordings that we had that we did with uh, Mayor Kevin Faulkner and the dignitaries that were there from the Waters Utilities Department. And then after that, we had an interview with Chuck Lavignier and Jonathan Cassidy f- from Angler's Arsenal. They were on the lake on the opening day, which was Thursday, and then they were also there on the following Sunday and Monday. And they're gonna give you their your impressions on how the lake fished and how it changed from opening day to later on uh, during the week. So you're going to want to listen to this interview because there's a lot of great information that you can use. So stay tuned. Here we come with interviews on the opening of Lake San Vicente. Well, we're here at the press day for the opening of Lake San Vicente, and uh, what has happened today is a selected group of fishermen have gone out with some of the wounded warriors, from our service and they've gone out and they've had uh, a chance to fish the lake be the first ones to fish the lake obviously and uh, let's talk to a couple of guys are out there and first uh,
2: Clayton Belden Clayton tell us how did it go for you out there today oh man it's unreal I mean the the quality of the bass you know it's kind of funny you get in certain areas where you catch a catch a good one and they're real healthy and then you come into another area and they're just so skinny it's 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 kind of bizarre you can see the areas where there's a lot of bait and a lot of forage for them, and you could tell the areas where there's not a lot. All right. And fishing with Clayton today
1: was Brian from Camp Pendleton. Brian was one of the Wounded Warriors. Brian, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Tell me, first of all, do you
3: have a lot of experience in freshwater fishing? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm uh, from Southern California. Uh, I spent a lot of time on saltwater and freshwater, um, and I love to bass fish, and it was just a great opportunity to come out here today and and, uh, fish with Clayton and kind of explore a new lake that I've never been to before and I get the opportunity to uh, fish for some uh, amazing bass.
1: Well, you know, you only had a chance to fish out here for a couple hours. How would you do in the first couple hours?
3: <laughs> well, it's it's funny you ask because Clayton and I were just talking. We were just trying to meet a goal of 30 fish, and I think, what was it, Clayton? We were short three fish, two fish. We caught about 27 fish and 26 fish in about two hours. So I, I would have to say it's almost like playing a video game. All right. Clayton, you know, there's been
1: a lot of expectation that you don't want to be fishing drop shots or jigs or anything because of uh, all the foliage in the water, that reaction baits, topwater baits are working.
2: How did it work out for you guys? Yeah, we just stuck with the swim baits and the uh, top water. I threw the buzz bait the majority of the time and a uh, pretty consistent bite. And Brian threw the swim bait, and he was actually a, threw a bluegill swim bait, and he was catching some good ones too. So, I mean... Fishing right above the tree line is is basically what we were doing, so that way we don't have to deal with the trees. All right, Brian, did you you have an opportunity to fish out here much in
3: Southern California? I, I do. Um, I spend uh, quite a time, quite a bit of time on uh, Lake O'Neill. Um, I fish that lake quite often because it's a local lake on base. Um, as far as freshwater is concerned, um, I also spend a lot of time on the ocean. So since we're you know next to the ocean I spend a lot of time there but majority of the time I'm on O'Neill on the uh, base fishing for bass
1: well uh, uh considering this is the opening day uh, or the day before the opening day I should say at Lake San Vicente, uh, how would you rate it
3: I'd say right now I'd rate it a, a one out of a 10 I'd say 11 12. <laughs> uh, like I said this is this this lake is 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 beautiful the water's clear the environment's wonderful and the fishing right now is 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 uh, plentiful uh, anybody who comes out here in the opening day they're gonna they're gonna crush it uh clayton getting back to
1: you would uh you uh recommend to people they use top water reaction baits or uh, are there places where you can fish jigs and chatter baits and uh drop shot
2: yeah you know the chatter bait's a good bait to uh to throw too but i mean you could uh, you can catch them on whatever your strength is you can catch them here obviously it's it's not been fished for a long time and you can catch them on whatever obviously the the buzz bait i i think you can't beat it you know the when they come up and eat that thing we saw a couple of them just absolutely come shamoo it and take it down and it's just it's a good it's a good reaction bite right now so at least for the morning we'll see how the afternoon goes
1: all right and brian uh what do you think your biggest fish was today just in the two hours that you were fishing
3: ah i'd say four or five pounds um uh yeah yeah maybe pushing six but i'd say about four or five is probably the uh, the biggest fish i've caught so far and uh myself and clayton are trying to push for a 10 pounder before the end of the day so let's let's hope uh let's hope luck get, hits us
1: let's hope you get a chance to do that okay uh brian and clayton bell and clayton how'd you ever get off from the uh
2: the agency uh, to go out and fish here you must have had to finagle a little bit well, you know, I hate for them to find out, but all the big bosses are in Hawaii, so when they find out, I might be in trouble.
1: <laughs> for those of you that did not recognize him, that's Clayton Belden from El Cajon Ford, and if, if you're looking for a great deal on a car, just go over and talk to Clayton over there, and he'll set you up, especially if you're a fisherman. Clayton, thanks a lot for being with us, and uh, go out there and get him today. No problem. Thanks, John. And, Brian, thanks a lot. You go out there and get them today, and I hope you have many more great adventures in
3: store for you. Thank you, John. I appreciate your time, and I will.
1: All right. Hey, uh, we'll be back with more from Lake San Vicente of the grand opening after this. You. What you got?
4: Well, good morning, good morning, and, and thank you all for being here. Today is a, an exciting day for anglers, uh, for water sports enthusiasts, boaters, and San Diego families. And we're very proud to be here with all of you to celebrate the grand reopening of the expanded San Vicente Reservoir and Marina. And I want to acknowledge some special guests we have joining us for this special occasion. First, our San Diego County Water Authority and its 35 board members, especially the several representatives we have here today from the city of San Diego who serve on the board. All of our city staff who have worked so tirelessly uh, to complete this project and to get us to where we are today. And also, we're fortunate enough to be joined by some of our sailors, a group of sailors and marines, heroes on the water, who have been invited to be some of the first here to help us celebrate and expand this newly renovated reservoir. As I think, as many of you know, since 1947, the San Vicente Reservoir has been a place where people from throughout the entire San Diego County region could enjoy the outdoors, enjoy the water in a truly beautiful setting. And since 2008, the reservoir has been closed to the public when we've been, obviously the County Water Authority and the city have been embarking on a very uh, important project to increase the reservoir's capacity and, and to make significant improvements to the site, and we're standing on those improvements uh, right now. This is a new marina, a new recreational area, and it's going to help a new generation of families to enjoy all that this beautiful reservoir has to offer. An expanded six-lane boat ramp, which everybody walked down, docks that are accessible for everyone and those with disabilities, an improved access road, and a parking lot that accommodate about 300 vehicles. And I would imagine that tomorrow, the first day that it's open, you are going to see a very full parking lot. Of course, it also features a new expanded concessions building that will allow people to rent pontoons, fishing boats, and kayaks, as well as bait, snacks, and boating equipment. There's also a new recreational area just up the ramp that has picnic areas, shaded structures, barbecues, uh, beautiful, drought tolerant landscaping. It's all designed to give uh, people a place to relax uh, before or after being on the water. We also wanted to make sure that everyone who is on the reservoir is safe, which is why we constructed a first aid station that will house our EMT-trained ranger divers who are first responders on the water. With the opening today, San Vicente is now one of nine reservoirs where the city provides recreational opportunities such as fishing, hiking, wakeboarding, boating, and sailing. But, of course, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the dam being raised. This is, of course, more than a recreational area. This is a critical source of San Diego's water supply. The San Vicente Dam expansion was the largest dam raise of its kind in U.S. history making it the tallest dam in San Diego County. And the expansion more than doubled our water capacity of the reservoir, which will create a more reliable local water source for all San Diegans. This truly was a a win-win, and it was uh, many years of the making. But to be here today and to see the results, uh, to see the fact that we are going to be so many families out here, the smiles on the kids' faces. In fact, some of our fishermen have been out here today already enjoying it, um, I can tell you, for those that are going to come out, the fishing here is going to be fantastic. So before we uh, officially open the reservoir, I want to uh, turn it over to thanks to all of our partners in the County Water Authority, Marie and the gang, all of our, our city water ten. This has been a team effort uh, through and through. Um, before officially open, I also wanted to say, I mentioned it earlier, the fact that we had uh, some of our brave service members who are joining us today from, uh, from Camp Pendleton, some of our sailors and Marines who are Heroes on the Water chapter, um, of course, to we'll be here for an annual fishing tournament uh, that we're so proud of. The team is led by Richard Penny, who's the Command Master Chief for Assault Craft Unit 5 that is stationed in camp pendleton richard thank you for your leadership my friend i'm glad you're here and everything you're doing richard said he didn't need to say a few words typical that's great just gets it done helping out um and everybody and all about uh, all of our folks in, from our city crew again thank you for your efforts this is a going to be a remarkable amenity for the public to enjoy for everybody from throughout the san diego county region um decided not to do a ribbon because we don't want anybody falling in the water. So I will just say now that we now declare it officially open, and let's enjoy and have a great weekend. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much.
1: We are with Maureen Stapleton. She is the general manager of the County Water Authority. Maureen, welcome to Rod and Real Radio.
5: Thank you. It's a pleasure to talk with you. You
1: know, we've talked a lot about the recreational aspects of San Vicente Reservoir, but really when it comes down to the brass tacks, the reason why you spend all the money To raise the water level here is because of water. Tell us a little bit about
6: it.
5: Absolutely. We have an investment here in San Vicente Reservoir of over $400 million to raise the dam to its highest level so that we could store additional water within our region. You know, San Diego's at the end of a pipe. And as a result, because most of our water does come from imported supplies, the Colorado River or the Sacramento-San Joaquin, that in case of an emergency or an earthquake, we want to make sure there's water within our region to serve our communities.
1: And I understand that. And the importance of the water here, especially the... uh, Uh, The purity of the water here is really important. Getting it from the San Joaquin Valley as opposed to getting it to the Colorado River, it's a lot easier and cheaper to process when it finally gets to the tap.
5: Well, it's actually, we have blended water that's coming into San Vicente Reservoir, and we are very pleased with the water quality. And I think um, there's already been comments this morning about how clear the water is in the reservoir today. A lot of that has to do with the fact that this reservoir has been closed for over seven years and has had no boating or fishing on it. Um, the fish are ready to bite, and the water is clear as can be.
1: Well, there was a lot of concern, though, given to the fish that were in this lake during the construction period. You know, building the cofferdams, dams, making sure there was enough available water for the fish to survive, and judging by the wounded warriors that have been out here today... That's been very successful.
5: Absolutely. is That was part of our mitigation effort it was to ensure that the uh, fish stock that was here in the reservoir was not harmed as we brought the water level down to its lowest level so we could raise the dam. But the fish stock is great. They are very happy to have an additional almost 150,000 acre feet of water come into this reservoir over the past year and a half. And so the fishing is great.
1: Now, we're looking at the reservoir right now at about 70, 75 percent capacity. Where do you think it'll average out when, uh, you know, in future time?
5: Yeah, I think there will be um, some fluctuation. As a matter of fact, the Because of the drought, we've been able to take water from San Vicente Dam and utilize it because the drought, uh, the northern California water is not coming down. But I don't expect huge fluctuations in this reservoir unless there is a true emergency or a very, very
1: long drought. Will you be able to take water from San Vicente and put it into El Capitan to try and help keep the level of uh, El Capitan maintained?
5: Uh, Actually, we don't have that ability, but we do have a very large pipeline that goes from San Vicente to our aqueducts, and we're able to move San Vicente water around our region uh, from the very north to the very south of our region so that we can maximize the use of this water.
1: Well, Maureen, I want to congratulate the County Water Authority. I'm sure when you guys were looking at this project, uh, the first thing that came to mind is, how the heck are we going to do this? But you've got it done. It's here today. It's beautiful. And congratulations. And let's hope this gives San Diego the ability to drink water and fish on waters for a long time.
5: Absolutely, is that we are so pleased with the improvements we've been able to make in the marina, a brand new marina with so much more capacity, better docks, better better, uh, um, uh, accessibility that we are sure the fishermen of our region are going to love it.
1: Right now, they're liking it now. And judging by the response of people that will be fishing on this lake in the next coming weeks... It's well worth the effort. Thank you very much Marine for being with us.
5: I was it was a pleasure. Thank you.
1: All right. Hey, this is uh, Hopalong John from Ron Real Radio. Coming up next, the mayor of San Diego, Mayor Kevin Faulkner. We'll be back after these messages.
8: if the fish are biting i'm on my boat rain or shine of course i wear my life jacket it's like wearing a seatbelt. clip it on grab my tackle box and hit the water
9: love california boat california save california a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways
10: Adventures. Call today HM Landing 619 222 1144 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. HM Landing, the experienced anglers, first choice in local and multi day fishing since 1935. That's HM Landing at 619 222 1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015
11: and 16, quantum fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand-new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your baitcasters. The PTA design has a new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag, quantum fishing. We are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or
1: anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. This segment of Rod and Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal. You
0: know, I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bathmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it.
1: i fulfilled my dream. <laughs>
0: that is just absolutely awesome.
1: Joining us now is the Mayor of San Diego, Mayor Kevin Faulkner. And, Mayor, thanks for taking the time to be with us. I know you have a very busy schedule, hope- but... What do you think about this new facility here oh, at San Vicente Reservoir?
4: Doesn't look great. I mean, just just to see it, the smile on everybody's faces out here, uh, you know, the fishermen out on the water, the bass literally jumping in the boat today. Uh, the fact that so many families are going to be able to come and you know enjoy San Vicente after eight years, uh, this is what it's all about. We're going to have we're going to have great fishing, and of course, most importantly, we have a a really sustainable water supply for San Diego.
1: Well, not only that, and I think about this recreational facility with all the San Diego City Lakes, is they are, for the most part, self-sustaining. So a lot of tax dollars don't go into fishing itself. So that gives the, uh, the ability of the fishermen to come out and enjoy quality recreation at a very low price. It is. It's
4: quality. You know, it is quality recreation, and, and part of what a well-run and well-managed city does is provide those opportunities. And right. so, as we're standing on brand new docks here today, the new boat ramp, which is really going to help on access, the access road itself. Look, a, lot, a lot of capital dollars that went into this, but rightfully so. Um, look, this, this is going to last for generations of, of, of families from San Diego and throughout the entire region. This is something we're we're really proud of, and. As I said, the, uh, the
1: proof will be when all of the, uh, all of the kids are out here and, and having a good time. I, I guess, and you, uh, you touched on it, this is actually one of the long-term plans for San Diego that's going to work, and it's having a sustainable yeah. supply of water in times of drought. And in times of plenty, too.
4: Well, hugely important. I mean, look, we're at the end of the pipe when it comes to water in California. And so we've made a conscious effort to create our own supply that we control, that we can manage. And so by doubling the capacity here at San Vicente, not only, of course, we're providing great recreation and fishing opportunities, uh, but we we have a sustainable water supply that we can use, uh, particularly in times of drought or emergencies. uh, And that's very important to our long-term future in San Diego.
1: Well, you know, Mayor, I know you have a very busy schedule, but uh, whenever you want to come on out, just uh, give us a call. Uh, you can grab a couple of free minutes. I should
4: be in my shorts and t-shirt <laughs> like you, my friend, and I, I picked the wrong outfit with my suit and tie. But uh, I will come back. I will tell you just just being out here and knowing that this day was was coming. You know, see the see the folks here from our sailors and marines that are out here today. See some of our basketball folks. It's just uh, this is going to be a. This is going to be a
1: premier fishing spot in Southern California. Can't wait. Well, not only that. Look at the surrounding area. Here we are yeah. in one of the major metropolitan areas in the country, and just uh, thirty minutes out of downtown San Diego, you're looking at this area that, for the most part, is beautiful. pristine. It's beautiful. I
4: mean, it's, you know, you and I were talking when I was walking down the ramp to to look down, see the clarity of the water, you know, to see the hills that are out here. Um, you know, this is this is a beautiful reservoir, and you know, with the uh, uh, with the, the opportunities for the hiking and other things, you know, the picnicking, the shade. This is all about having a great time, and i just really proud of our, of our water folks, our park and rec folks. And, uh, and I want everybody to come on out and enjoy it. It belongs to the public. That's what it's all about.
1: Mayor Kevin Falker from the uh, city of San Diego, thank you so much for taking uh, the time to be with us. Uh, keep that shirt and tie on, because I think you'll probably be needing it <laughs> later on today, <laughs> yeah, sir. Good to see you, my All right. Thank you. Look at that. Hey, welcome back to Rod and Real Radio, and we are still here at the pre-opening of Lake San Vicente. We've heard from Mayor Kevin Faulkner talking about how beautiful this facility is. Now we are with Mark Mark, Weston. Mark Weston. He is the chairman of the board for the San Diego County Water Authority. And, Mark, when we look at this beautiful facility, the water
6: that is in here, this is really the real reason why the dam was raised. Exactly. This is the end of a 20-year plan to diversify our water supplies and raising the dam at San Vicente was one of the critical items so that we could create more storage within the county of San Diego so that all of our member agencies would have water during uh, either drought or emergency conditions.
1: You know, in light of all the projects that you've been involved with, with the uh, San Diego County Water Authority or or the Helix Water District. Uh,
6: How aggressive was this particular project? This was a really challenging project because, one, we had to build a dam in front of a dam. So the old San Vicente Dam was built in the 30s. So we built the new dam basically in front of it and, uh, and then raised it 117 feet. We uh, had all the environmental mitigation that had to occur, and then agreements with the City of San Diego, part of the mitigation of uh, raising the dam and creating a bigger reservoir was to get rid of the old marina, which was really inadequate, and build a brand new marina for the City of San Diego.
1: I know. Well, we've been gone around long enough that even with the old dam, there was a time when the water came up before it was at full pool. It actually flooded the entire marina, the concession, the heads, and everything (laughs) like that. So... We were all hoping that that might be taken into consideration in building this facility. That that may not happen
6: again. <laughs> it will. It will not happen. <laughs> I can guarantee you. This is really designed for uh, the ability for the lake to go up and down uh, significantly, and the and the marina will move with it. You know, one of the things people are going to be awestruck by
1: is when they come up this hill and come around the road, you know, going over to the parking facility, and they overlook the lake over there. Just how beautiful this facility is. And I guess the first thing
6: they want to talk about is, or they want to know is... Who the heck paid for this? Well, this is paid for by the San Diego County Water Authority, which is made up of 24 member agencies, water districts, and cities that provide retail water to everyone. So as they buy water, they're paying for part of uh, this facility. Um, And uh, as you come up the road, for those of you who remember how steep the old road is, uh, and how many times your uh, pickup uh, or SUV started to uh, get hot, We've redesigned the road, so it's not quite as steep. Well, it is. You know, uh,
1: it's still an improvement. I know at one time they were considering maybe accessing the lake off of Highway 67, and that had many other problems in and of itself. So redesigning that new road, in fact, coming on out here, the road was a little slick. We didn't have to go into four-wheel drive or anything. We could get up here with our boat and just uh, uh, beautiful. But it is awe-inspiring when you get up to the top and you make the turn
6: and you overlook the lake over here. Uh, pristine and beautiful. And we were uh, very fortunate uh, this year in in the ability to actually put water into the reservoir during a drought. Uh, we had uh, long-term contracts to buy water from the Colorado River, from uh, other districts, and uh, when the governor said use less water, we used less water, but we had the ability to bring that excess water that we'd already purchased and put it in the reservoir. So the reservoir is actually pretty full. Well, let's talk a little bit
1: about the reservoir and more particularly the dam that's holding reservoir back. You know, during the construction, we were heard that this didn't pass, that didn't pass. The water level has to come up, then it has to go down. Water level should come up because it has. Uh, you use the concrete in there that sets better when there's water behind the dam. What? What's the? Uh, in, in a
6: nutshell, what's the real story with the dam? Really, uh, it was a. Um a, a great construction project um, with every construction project there are little bumps along the way but the uh, the technology that we used requires through the uh, division of dam safety uh, in the state of California that as you fill a reservoir you fill it up about every 30 feet you wait and you uh, measure if there's any movement in the in the structure we never expected any movement. There wasn't any movement. So we've just been filling it really to meet the state standards. Uh, but um, we're we're finished. Um, we're, we're way down the road after, you know, we've completed the dam and now we've completed the marina. You know, for people that are listening to us up in Los Angeles or
1: along uh, the Pacific Coast area, where can they go to get more information about the San Vicente Project, uh, the dam itself, and the, what you
6: guys did in order to give us a more su- sustainable supply of water. Well, for those who are interested on the water supply side, go to the San Diego County Water Authority website, and we have a great description about the project, wh- how it was built, and uh, what it provides in terms of long-term water supply and water reliability. And then go to the City of San Diego website on the recreational uh, side, and they will tell you all about how to get permits to g- access the marina. Well... On behalf of the
1: fishermen, I want to congratulate you for uh, this project, getting it done. Even though there were a few glitches along the way, you had advertised 2017. Here we are in 2016 getting ready to open the lake to experience some great fishing. And I know you people are, if it isn't already functioning, you're ready to get
6: going with having this supply more clean water to the city and county of San Diego. Absolutely. We want to uh, fill this reservoir so that we have... Uh, emergency storage we have drought uh, re- resilient storage and uh, we're on, well on our way to do that just
1: quickly uh quagga mussel in all san diego uh, county reservoirs is a problem
6: uh what uh, what is happening here with regards to quagga mussel well um as a past general manager of helix water district right. um Uh, We do have quagga mussels in our raw water pipelines, and we uh, have to maintain those facilities. We have to draw them down, scrape out the mussels if they're there. Obviously, the inspection facilities are important to make sure we're not bringing in any quagga mussels. This water comes from the Colorado River. There are quagga mussels in the Colorado River. So uh, we're just vigilant. We're trying to maintain these facilities and keep the population of quagga muscle, muscle manageable. Well, we know you must be a good guy, because if you hired Hugh Marks, you did a good <laughs> job, okay? He, he was a great man. I loved Hugh, and we
1: miss him. All right. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being with us, Chairman of the San Diego County Water Authority. Thank you so much for offering the fishermen of San Diego, and actually the Southwest, because this is a world-class destination for not only fishermen in the United States, but fishermen all over the world. They want to come and fish on this body of water. And now you've made it possible again.
6: Now you're very welcome.
1: All right. Hey, we'll be back after these messages.
12: been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949- 646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net
13: Angler's Arsenal is the Serious anglers, first choice for hand poured plastics. McCoy line, spro products, gamakatsu hooks, G Lumas fishing rods, Shimano products, Avet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Anglers Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1 800 428 8730.
10: Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality
7: guaranteed.
8: If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the
1: water.
9: Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
1: This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma trauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rocklease at your local fishing tackle dealer. Welcome back to Rod and Real Radio. Well, you know, earlier we were at the official grand opening for Lake San Vicente with the mayor and all the dignitaries there, and we brought you those recordings. But you know what? The lake actually officially opened up on Thursday, the twenty—I think it was twenty-first, the twenty-first was it? Twenty-second. The twenty Okay, the lake officially opened up on Thursday, the twenty-second, and boy, it was a much anticipated opener. What I have here is Chuck Lavignier and Jonathan Cassidy. They had a chance to fish opening day and then later on into the week at San Vicente. And we'll talk a little bit about how the fishing changed. So first of all, Chuck, let's talk with you. You were there opening day. Uh, how would you find the launching conditions of the crunch of opening day?
11: Man, the crunch of opening day wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. They had a great lines. The lines were huge but very well controlled They let everybody over, no incidents. The launch facilities at this lake are impeccable. Um, The city's done just an incredible job to make a beautiful place for us to go fish.
1: All right. So you had a chance to get on the water the first day that the general public was allowed uh, to fish there. How would you find the fishing conditions?
11: The words once-in-a-lifetime, epic, um, amazing, They're, they're not enough. We could have went out there and done what everybody else was doing, caught 150, 200 fish in a day. But my partner Max Bauer and I, we decided we wanted to do something a little different, so we flipped all day. Caught amazing fish. The size fish was unbelievable. Uh, The lake conditions were great. Tons of people, like we expected. Um, It was pretty fun to watch bass boats with four and five people in them. It was interesting to watch, to say the least.
1: You know, with as many people that tried to get on the lake at opening day, though... I understand the lake now it seems to be large enough that after everyone gets situated, it, it there seems to be more than enough room for everybody. On opening day, with the amount of people they had
11: out there between float tubers, rental boats, all of us in bass boats, personal boats, whatever you had, it still wasn't crowded. Um, the float tubers were pretty much limited to one big area of the lake. And that was pretty fun. It looked like a little donut farm out there, but they were catching as many fish as we were.
1: Now, some of the lures that worked for you, what did you guys use to catch your fish? Oh, well, it's pretty simple. Uh, my rig was a
11: Strike King half-ounce football jig and blue craw with a blue craw rage tail trailer all day. Um, we flipped in three to five feet of water, and the smallest
1: fish we got doing that was four and a half pounds. The biggest fish was just over six. All right. Now, everyone wanted to get out there on opening day, but unfortunately not everyone made it. And we knew that maybe conditions were going to change a little bit. So we've got Jonathan with us. Jonathan was able to fish there on the first Sunday that the lake was open. And Jonathan, how did it go for you?
14: Well, uh, myself and my friend Stuart Lee, we uh, learned a lesson from Chuck and some of the other people that launched uh, earlier in the week. And we didn't get out there until about 7 o'clock on Sunday And it was, I'd have to say, one of the easiest launches we've ever had. There's plenty of room out there. The lake staff is more than willing to help you get your boat launched and to keep everything going. We were on the water in less than 10 minutes and fishing. And I'd have to say the quality of the fishing was better than expected. It was excellent, to say the least. We were hooked up on our first stop that we made on the backside of the island and with, you know, a four and a five pounder. And for the rest of the day, we, I mean, we honestly, we stopped counting fish at around 50. And um, like I say, the lake is so massive now that even we got on there last and we were worried that we, oh, we'd have to find somewhere to fish or we might not get a spot that we wanted. You honestly, you don't even notice other people out on the lake. I mean, there is so much room out there right now. It is, it is unbelievable. That is all I have to say. It is some of the best fishing, better than I can remember it ever being, better than, you know, what people are saying it's uh, It's a once in a lifetime opportunity right now to get out there and just to see that many big, healthy fish and to ca- catch the numbers and the quality in one day of fishing from sunrise to sunset you just don 't see anywhere.
1: Now, Jonathan, uh, you know we had heard on the, the first and second day the fish were pretty tight, and then with the uh, weather conditions also changing. Coming along on Saturday and Sunday, we thought the fish were going to be a little
14: bit deeper. Well, that that is definitely true. On Sunday, that wind from that Santa Ana came up. You had 30, you know, mile an hour gusts blowing through there. And we found our fish, to be honest, we found our fish deep in 30 to 60 feet of water. Um, if I had to give anybody one piece of advice, it would be, you know, find a fish in 30 to 60 feet, find some structure, find a rock, and just bounce a drop shot right off of it. Uh, ourselves, we were throwing uh, six-inch worms with a three-eighths-ounce weight, so that way we could hold the bottom, and we were just dropping our tip, lifting it up, very simple retrieve, and we could have, I mean, more fish than we could, <laughs> than we knew what to do with. I know there's some pictures that are probably you posted up on the Facebook site of uh, Stewart and myself where just, you know, stringer after stringer, 20 pounds of fish we're holding, and it, I'd have to say, yeah, this is uh, fishing that is, it just can't be compared to anything right now. It's-
1: All right. Hey, now, Chuck... You fished there on Monday, which was the last day of the, the first five days the lake was open. How did that lake change from Thursday to Monday, or did it? Oh, it changed drastically as far as the fish
11: did pull out. I was still lucky enough to get the fish the way I wanted to fish them up shallow. I only got six for myself, but they were all giant fish, up 30-pound limit for the best five. Um The Santa Ana winds came through, and I will tell people in case they're trying to figure out how big this lake is, the wind structure on the lake has changed so much by the mass of water that's in there now. It's like going out to Lake Mojave or in the Lake Havasu. When that wind howls through the canyon now, it's whitecaps. It's different. There's nowhere to hide out there. You try to tuck into the little pockets and everything, but it didn't hurt the fishing. All it did was hurt your boat control. Um, We had four people in the boat with us on Monday. I went out with Captain James Nelson from the Fish Icon Guide Service. Um, We went out there with Matt Servant from Matt Lures, and uh, those guys got their fish deep. We kept the boat somewhere where I could still flip. Um, My quality was better than theirs, but they had numbers. Um, Jonathan's completely correct, man. If you wanted to go out there and catch 100 fish a day, 50 fish a day, and do it real easy... You find those fish in 20 to 40 feet of water, find a big rock or a big point, and you're going to latch onto them, but make sure you bring your heavier line.
1: Now, let's talk a little bit about the condition of the fish. You know, these fish have not been fished for eight or nine years. There's a ton of them in there. There seem to be some things that you saw with regards to the condition of the fish And the food situation on what they may have been
11: eating. The only bait we really saw was in very deep water. Um, When we found bait schools, it was 30 to 60 feet, some deeper, and they're not big. You're used to those really big balls of bait you see in some of these other lakes in the way San Vicente used to be. It's not the same. There's so much water in there now that there's so many bass in that lake. The population of bass is incredible. But they are suffering. They have. They are very thin. These are six and eight pound fish that should weigh eight and ten pounds. Um, they're very thin. They need some food. Um, it's definitely something that they need to bring up about getting a couple stocks in for shad and stuff like that to just improve the health of the fish.
1: You were saying too that you thought that there were no signs of uh, them eating crawdads.
11: No, we had. I can't tell you how many limits of fish we put in and out of the well, trying to make sure they were healthy, stayed healthy in case we needed to needle them.
1: Not a crawdad one was spit up. Right. None. Now, Jonathan, you fished again uh, on uh, Sunday, and you fished deeper. I've, but you found the
14: quality of the fish were actually pretty good. I've got to agree with Chuck in one sense that the, the with the shad, we, they were very small bait balls that you would find that were moving around. You didn't see the big, huge concentrations of shad getting pushed up like you would in the old, quote-unquote, the old days of San Vicente. But the one thing we noticed, because we had heard from a lot of people that people were comparing a lot of the fish to otai fish. They were saying these fish were looking a little skinny, a little starved, and the one thing Stuart and I noticed were it, while these fish weren 't fat the, these were healthy these were very, very healthy fish. These were some of the toughest fighting mm-hmm. three to six pound fish that I have seen in my life. I mean these were fish that felt twice their size fighting, and i I could say the smallest fish we caught was about one and one and a half one and three quarter pounds, and our biggest was just below seven, and every one of these fish was massively just filled out perfectly and didn't look skinny or deprived of any sort of nutrients to me but i'll agree though too these fish we did not see one chunk of crawdad in the live well everything that was hacked up was shad chunks and fins and things like that we even found one that had um had a bluegill that uh he had (laughs) that i guess he had in it he was so hungry he decided to eat our lure after munching on a bluegill and then gave up the bluegill in the live well so uh it was uh These fish are, uh, uh, to say aggressive would be an understatement right now. They are, um, they're ferocious right now. And I'd have to say these are some of the best looking fish I've seen in a long time.
1: Okay, Uh, Chuck, for uh, people that are going to be going out in the weeks to come, uh, uh, not really familiar with the lake. You know, we have uh, some maps that show uh, the lake in its new configuration. A lot of people that won't be recognizing the lake from eight years ago, what what should they go out and look for? fish on the lake here in the coming weeks if you want to go out there and just have yourself like a great time just
11: find your main lake points and there's a lot of points on the lake now um fish the points shallow and deep there's no reason why you can't fish um shallow we caught a lot of fish up in three to five feet of water that were all really good quality but then again there's the fish that are deep that are sitting out there it's just an amazing thing to go fishing right now you go out on that lake there's not a reason in the world why you can't just put huge numbers in the boat and have a good time. The only thing we ask is that you got to take care of your fish. Um, If you're reeling fish in from 30 feet, you don't horse them to the boat. You set the hook, you get them off the structure, you reel them in nice and easy. That way they they don't embolize when they come up. And as soon as you're done taking that hook out, you put that fish right back in the water and let them go. If you keep them out of the water more than 30 seconds
1: to a minute, chances are they're going to float. Right, and John, you uh, run into that ran into that condition, and you brought a instrument with you that helped you out a lot when it came uh, to uh, uh, dealing with those uh, embolized
2: fish.
14: Um, I've got to give huge props to the guys at Rockleys. I mean it is known more as a saltwater tool for uh, you know releasing your reds and your rockfish that might be uh, a little bloated after a trip up from a few hundred feet. but uh, I'd have to say uh, using that rock lease saved. Quite a few fish that we had that we were bringing up out of deeper water. Um, I just took the rock lease and I put it on my swim bait rod and uh, clipped on the bass, dropped them right back down. We watched them go down, and, you know, we got about over 100 feet of water. Let them go down, and we could feel them jerk off and go, pop the, the release out, and fish was fine. And uh, it, I just say that's so much easier than having to go and to needle the fish or try to do anything like that or have to take them back to the boat dock to let the uh, people at the boat dock, because they had a crate over there, which they were— lowering fish but by then again that fish has been out of the water or out of that deep water for you know in some cases hours now the chance of its survival aren't very good so to be able to get it back into the water that quick and you know release that fish you know when it's in its best condition is just it's just vital you know and it's just i i just i can't uh I can't say enough about the Rocklease tower impressed I was not how it worked.
1: And you can find that Rockleese Bear trauma descending device at all your tackle stores uh, throughout Southern California. We have them at Angler's Arsenal here. Just come in and ask Jonathan or Chuck uh, uh, for it. Yeah, John?
14: Yeah, one last thing, though. You were talking about uh, wanting just anybody wanting to go out there. I was looking at the, uh, the fishing map we have in here of San Vicente that we sell, and I was comparing uh, the map afterwards to some of our better spots that we had fished, and the one thing I noticed was that map was great. It had nice big X's that marked where a lot of the significant boulders were. And in comparison to the spots we fished, our three best spots out there, I was looking on the map, and each one of them was marked out with the little X's where the boulders were. So um, if you guys want to come by the shop here, uh, I'd be more than happy to show you where some of those magic X's are that uh, produced quite a few nice fish for us. So All mm, right,
1: same with you too, Chuck. Chuck, uh... Uh, Just in uh, ending over here, uh, any last-minute advice for people uh, that are going to be going out in the following weeks? Yeah, don't hurry.
11: You don't have to hurry to get there. There's a lot of long lines, people coming in from out of town. A lot of people will go out there and camp the night before. You don't have to. Oh, and by the way, (laughs) if you want to save your hands, bring some finger tape. (laughs) Bring a (laughs) pair of gloves. Because these fish aren't eating crustaceans. They're eating fin fish. And I will tell you that it's been... Days since that Thursday now, almost a week, and my my thumb is still shredded. But you will go out there and have a great time. Use that rock, at least. Don't needle a fish. By all means, folks, if you don't know what you're doing, don't needle the fish because all you'll do is kill it.
1: All right. Yes. And, Jonathan, any last-minute words
14: to uh, same, anyone going same out? Same with Chuck. Bring, bring some thumb tape or a glove. I was uh, lucky enough to do that, and my thumbs are feeling pretty good today. But... Uh, yeah, those fish—it's like a, basically like a barbecue grill scrub, you know. Except it's uh they are on the bass's lips. I mean, these are visible big teeth, and uh, these are a hungry, mean bass right now. So go out there and enjoy.
1: Yeah, well, it looks like that you'll still have to go through Ticketmaster for the next few weeks, but the crowd seems to be dying down a little bit, and. Uh, uh, the tournament organizations uh, in the beginning of October, they're going to start drawing for tournament dates for 2017 for San Vicente. So we will have tournaments uh, on San Vicente. And for you people that do not have bass boats to go on out there, the rental boats are really good. All you have to do is call up the boat rental, and then when if you have a, the day you have your reservations just show up the lake. Buy your permit to get on the lake. Go up to the concession
14: stand and get your boat. I know there was a big question too from a lot of people about shoreline access, and they've graded a whole road from the launch ramp all the way back to the aqueduct, and you have shore access in that entire area. Plus, there's a whole new area to the um, with people who were familiar with the lake before to the to the right of the the launch ramp that is just. I mean, is just so much shore access, it's not even funny. So if you're worried about shore access, there's more shoreline there to fish there than you could do in a day.
1: Well, I guess the last question I have to ask you guys, uh, Chuck, if you get an invitation to go next week, are you going? Um, yeah. <laughs> i'll even pay my partner for the for the permit i'm going and jonathan i know you've got a couple of dates set up too so oh
14: yeah i think, I think we've got the problem of too many days out at san vicinity right now so i don't know how much work i'm going to get done over the next few weeks here all
1: uh-huh. right hey chuck Lavigne, jonathan from uh angler's oh, arsenal if you have any questions you want to ask the guys you can give them a call 619-466-8355 or stop by the shop go over the map they'll show you where they were fishing give you some of uh, the expertise that they gleaned by being on the lake on the first week. Hey, thanks a lot, guys, for being with us and uh, sharing with us what you learned on Lake San Vicente. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Very. All right, right, guys. Hey, this is Ron Real Radio on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more show to come.
0: knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main in El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. If the fish are biting, I'm
8: on my boat, rain or shine. Of course I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water.
9: Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
10: Adventures. Call today HM 90 619 222 1144 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. HM Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi day fishing since 1935. That's HM Landing at 619 222 1144 or hmlanding.com.
11: Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler into the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today from the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel. We've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum. We are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal.com at 619-466-8355.
2: Rod and Real Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at RoddenReelRadio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now.
1: This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rocklease Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rocklease at your local fishing tackle dealer.
15: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. This is your Underfish host, Hopalong John Cassidy, and tonight we are broadcasting the second half of Rod and Reel Radio live from Cedros Outdoor Adventures here on Cedrus Island, and with me is the owner-operator of Cedrus Outdoors,
16: Mr. Jose Angel. Jose, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thank you for coming, and thank you for letting me get in touch with your listeners. Uh, hey, this is
15: indeed really a treat. It is a pleasure having you here. Jose, we have just had such a great time over here, and naturally we go live on the radio
16: and you receive a radio uh, uh, a telephone call. <laughs> yeah, this happens. Um, luckily, I can hang it up. And I can't call later. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
15: Hey, you know... Jose, this is the uh, fourth season that the Baja Magic Lodge has been operating for Cedrus Outdoor Adventures. You want to tell us a little bit about how this all came about?
16: Yes. Um, well, the company is eight or nine years old when we started to bring fishermen to the island. And at one point, we decided that we were going to have to move one more step to building our own location. We found a very nice piece of land, and now we can... Have a, a nice view of the ocean and the fishing grounds. So um, I hope um, we, we our clients. I hope our clients can get uh, the quality service that they deserve. The rooms are big. Uh, we have ocean view on all the rooms. Uh, we have good food. Hopefully, that will attract a lot more fishermen in the future. Well, you know, Jose, this is unlike
15: any other place on Cedros Island. Number one, a piece of property. That the lodge is located on is stunningly beautiful. It overlooks uh, the ocean going towards Guerra Negro. As a matter of fact, this evening, because there is some bad weather in the area, there has to be 50 shrimp boats parked in front of us. And so the view that we have are of shrimp boats and other vessels that are parked in the safe anchorage, which is here at Cedrus Island.
16: Yeah, unfortunately. Well, the. Um there's some shrimp fishing in the Bay of Biscayno that is ahead of us, and, um, well, they have permit to fish on shrimp, which is a very, I think it's one of the most destructive fisher in the world. Luckily, uh, we are taking steps to protect the, the waters around the island. Hopefully that's coming soon because I cannot wait for that. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about your background because your background
15: is very interesting. Tell us how you got from you know,
16: where you started being here at the Baja Magic Lodge? Yeah, I've been a marine biologist, so I've been always concerned about the environment, of course. And at one point, um, I decided that uh, this business uh, should be focusing on um, trying to teach the local community that all they have here on the island is more valuable for tourists than selling the fish per pound in any market. So... Uh, we try to to let uh, to bring as much money into the island, into the community of the island as possible. I only hire local people. Uh, I buy my my supplies on the island as much as I can because they don't have anything. They don't have many of the things that we need. But uh, that's my goal to to let locals um, enjoy the benefits of the tourism that we bring in.
15: Well, you know, the Baja Magic Lodge is definitely an oasis here on Cedrus Island. And the first thing, the first impression I have is when you go down to Baja, you usually find that all the hotels and all the lodges, they're all concrete. You come to the Baja Magic Lodge, and it's all wood. How the heck did you
16: do that? Well, the wood that I use for this, first of all, is sustainable uh, harvest. From Canada, I have to bring all that from uh, most of it from a panga on a panga from Ensenada, loaded on a trailer on my truck, and then crossing on on the Panga from Funtohena, which is seventeen miles from here and The wood is the easiest material to transport it's light I can bring a lot and also uh, very easy to to build with it. so I have a, a in the beginning when we start building this place, I have a very good carpenter and he did a pretty good job.
15: Well, not only that,
16: but uh, when you look at the rooms, the
17: uh,
16: uh,
15: masonry work that's in there, all the tile work, the bathrooms are excellent. For the Americans that come down here, it's like they're not suffering at all. This is like any of the best lodges that you can go to in Alaska or literally almost anywhere in the world. It's actually... For this area, pretty luxurious.
16: Yeah, I try to combine the the luxury, the amenities that that uh, our clients deserve with the service, but also make it rustic. Because otherwise, um, I don't want to go into the level of fancy hotels or any of that. I think uh, I like to keep it um, easy on the eye, but also uh, with all the cover all the needs of our clients, which uh, I think we to be honest, I think we're one of the nicest locations and places for, for anglers in several hundred miles around. Well, you know, we are speaking with
15: Jose uh, Angel. He is the owner-operator of the Baja Magic Lodge, which is part of Cedrus Outdoor Adventures. Rod and Reel Radio is down here this weekend, brought a group of people down here to fish, and I got to tell you, everyone's had a great time. No one that came down here with us had ever been down here before, so they had no expectations on what
16: to expect. And when they get here, man, I think they're impressed with what they see. Jose, yeah, we have. I think we have the best view on the island, and and uh, also the services around it. I hope uh, that they all thinking about coming back because the service, the food, uh, the pangas, the fishing. The fishing is uh, a little bit slow for for Cedro standards. But uh, I think that's a consequence of El Nino, so hopefully things will go back to normal soon. Well, we'll be talking to some of the fishermen
15: later on and, and get their read on exactly what they uh, caught here and everything. You know, we're kind of here at the end of your season. Tell us a little bit about what the season is here at the Baja Magic Lodge with Cedro's Outdoor Adventures. And, you know, is there a better time to come for different species
17: of fish?
16: Well, on on a regular on a regular season, we start the, the good gel fishing, which is the main species that people like. Uh, start coming in mid June uh, to the end of September, and I'm talking about uh, big, big fish in the fifty pound range. Uh, that's the normal. That was our our average fish, and then uh, after El Nino, things change a little bit. Now we're in September and and. Fish have been a little bit difficult, not that there's no fish. What happened this month is that um, it seems that there's a lot of food and the big fish is not biting anything. They're, they're kind of uh, uh, not interested in any lure that we put in the water. But on a normal year, um, we we will be having limits by noon and, and big yellow fish over 40 pounds. So we hope that things go back to normal. But a regular season starting in uh, June and then September, that's when when the good yellowtail is here. Well, you know, I think Jose
15: is being a little bit modest because uh, we have been here for the weekend, and I can't remember a time that we have caught as many yellowtail. Even though they're not gigantic yellowtail, there are still people bringing home a lot of yellowtail back to the United States. Uh, uh, and. We stopped fishing for yellowtail because they were so plentiful just to go fish for something else. We were looking for a Dorado. Unfortunately, the Dorado did not show up. But, you know, this is a little bit late in the year for them. But we had great fishing here. And what's extremely interesting is that you tell your pongadero, hey, today I want to go after calico bass or I want to go after sheep's head or I want to go after yellowtail or whatever it is, and he goes, okay, and away you go, and you're there, and he puts you on the spot, and the next thing you know, you're catching
16: sheep's head. Yeah, the advantage of fishing in Cedro's Island is that you can, we know the spots where the fish is located, um, and it's not that far from the lodge. Everything is close by. We don't have to go riding for hours, and hours, but I also want to say that, um, about being modest of the of the catches is that um, this is the only fishing I know. I never fish in Loreto, by Los Angeles, or Cabo San Lucas, so I can only compare Cedros fishing five years ago to Cedros fishing today, and that's why I've been mentioning that. Well,
15: you know, we've talked a little bit about the Baja Magic Lodge, but let's talk about some of the other things that the Baja Magic Lodge has done for Cedros Island. Number one. The number of people that you employ—you're uh, one of the biggest employers here on the island.
16: Yeah, we have a lot of uh, people working for us. A lot of them—they—the uh, um, economy of the island is a little bit low now because of the Avalon. It's getting—it's getting lower in numbers, and the lobster is uh, because of the trim boat and El Niño. The lobster season is not that great anymore. So, I, I, the some of my um, my uh workers they they're the main supplier for their families right now, so we try to um accommodate to to what they need and, and um yeah the the economy is, is interesting when you mentioned that hopefully things get back to normal and the fishermen the local fishermen get enough uh, lobster for for their families
15: well you know we've talked a little bit about the history of the Baja Magic Lodge. Let's talk a little bit about the history of the island, because this is one of the most unique islands off the Baja coast of any of the islands, or either even the uh, the Pacific coast. This is a very
16: unique island. Yeah, among other things, this island has been inhabited by humans for 12,000 years now, uh, uh, continuously, because of this uh, water supply. Um, and that brings a lot of very interesting history of uh, archaeology, Native Native, American, Native uh, Peninsula, indigenous, and also uh, all the seal hunters and uh, pirates and a lot of other stuff. I have a friend who's archaeologist who's been dedicated to study this for 10 years, and he wrote a book, and uh, it is really, really interesting.
13: So uh,
16: the island offers also a lot of endemic species unique to, to this island. You don't find them in anywhere else in the world. And that's part of my, with my background, that's part of the thing that I try to protect with the local community.
15: Well, it was funny because you were telling us
16: earlier that
15: there are some endangered species here that you are helping to preserve. One of them happens to be a rat that lives on the island
16: here. Yeah, we have a, uh, in one of the bushes next to the Next to my property, we have a a rat, an endemic rat, that is very endangered, and we try to bring some food to it. And those are the things that I like to do. For instance, uh, rattlesnakes, when I found next to the property, I take them away from from people because people usually are afraid of them and they'll kill them. And name it, you name it, uh, tarantulas, rabbits, anything that I know is endangered that is unique to the island, I try to get away from the people because they will... I'm afraid they will do something to them, but that takes—it's um, a lot of work. But I hopefully one one of these days when I have more spare time to start educating the locals to to understand how valuable that stuff is because uh, the ecotourism potential of this island is amazing. Well, yeah. it is, and we have been enjoying every bit of it, seeing it from the
15: ocean. Now I've got to tell our listeners just how easy it is to get here to Cedrus Island, especially to go with Cedrus Outdoors. We booked through the booking agent and uh, uh, paid our fee, and then when our day comes, we meet at 6 o'clock in the morning at the secured parking lot in San Ysidro. Everyone meets. They get their gear together. They get all their bags together. Transport is arranged by you so that we can go to ensenada to pick up our aircraft
16: that's correct yes that's correct we try to make it as easier for you part of the i think part of the success of our company is making make things easier and safer for our guests so uh by controlling every single step of the people to get here is what makes it popular i think people uh not many years ago people were really afraid to come in into mexico but uh, even even with those scare days um, and fear fear days, uh, people kept coming, and we have uh, a lot of clients. We I think we we have at least uh, fifty to sixty percent returning rate, which is pretty good for any, any Well, allergy. you know, and what we do is your group is uh, transported to
15: Ensenada, uh, deliver you at the airport. Uh, all of your gear is checked in and checked out very thoroughly. And then it was about nine thirty. We boarded an aircraft. Everyone got aboard. The flight here from Ensenada,
16: the Cedros Island, is how long? One hour forty minutes. One hour is very nice. You you go coastal and you can see many places. Oh, Jose, it was great because
15: you're you're going on the aircraft and all of a sudden you look down and you go, "There's Colinet," okay. and there's San Martin, and then you go over and. There's Sacramento Reef, and then all of a sudden you're going on out, and uh, all the places
16: that maybe you visited in Baja, now you're seeing by air, and it's really exciting. Yeah, sometimes you can't even watch uh, schools of Bonita or schools of Tuna, schools of Yellowtail. They're very easy to spot. So we landed here uh, at the
15: island at about 11 o'clock. We were greeted by Jose's uh, uh, employees. Uh, they picked us up you never have to carry anything while you're here because it seems like your employees, they're almost fighting over your gear that they want to carry it and bring it aboard and, and do everything for you. And they won't let you do anything. You try and pick up your own fishing rod. And the next thing you know, they're going, no, here, give it to me. And the next thing you know, you know,
16: you're here at the Baja Magic Lodge. Yeah. The crew, luckily for me, the crew I have now, uh, He's very serious about the work. They know exactly what to do. Sometimes I don't even have to be here because uh, they know what time they serve breakfast. They know uh, to bring everything on time. They know uh, the schedules. They know pretty much everything. So uh, less and less I have to be part of the operation, They do everything for
15: <laughs> You know,
16: You're going to be obsolete in a little bit. You
18: know?
16: <laughs> I can
15: watch football. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Well, then what happens is when you get here, You have uh, a snack available for everyone. Uh, We are able to, you know, have something to drink, something to eat. And the next thing you know, it's time to put your gear together because we came down here on a Friday. It's still around noon, 1 o'clock. There's still plenty of time left to go fishing. And our first day of fishing was fantastic. We uh, probably went out and caught yellowtail, and we probably had 50 yellowtail on Friday, our first day. Awesome! I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Good to hear that. <laughs> no, so so you get uh, when you come on the uh, the deal that we went in on you. You fish Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're talking to you here live from the Baja Magic Lodge with uh, Cedrus Outdoor Adventures. We finished our fishing, and we're going to get back a little bit to the lodge and everything like that, and how it went. But we got a break for a commercial right now. Maybe we'll hear your commercial, Jose. Well,
16: uh, anytime you think about fishing in Baja, uh, Cedro's Island, I think, is one of the best fishing spots that you can fish All oh, right, Cedro's outdoor adventure.
15: Hey, this is uh, Hopalong John. We are talking to you live from uh, the Baja Magic Lodge on Cedro's Island. And, Jose, as we are speaking, we're looking out towards Guerra Negro and there's a big rainbow that's fall you know, that's pretty... Yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? Hey, we're going to take a break right now. We'll be right back after these commercial messages.
0: If the fish
8: are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water.
9: Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways
10: Adventures. Call today HM Landing 619 222 1144 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. HM Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi day fishing since 1935. That's HM Landing at 619 222 1144 or hmlanding.com.
11: Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler into the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal.com at 619-466-8355.
2: Rod and Real Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hi, this
4: is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El
6: Cajon Ford.
12: Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net.
15: Hey, and we want to welcome you back to Rod Reel Radio. This is Hopalong John Cassidy, your underfished host, and we are broadcasting to you live from the Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. And with me is owner-operator of Cedros Outdoor Adventures, Jose Angel. Jose, welcome again back to the show. Thank you, John. Thank you. It is great having you here. We're sitting around. We're uh, 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 the uh, guests at the lodge here have just gotten off the water maybe about 30 minutes ago. Uh, Jose and his gang, they've uh, picked everyone up, uh, picked up all the gear off the pongas, brought them back here to the lodge. Everyone's getting cleaned up. This is the last day of our visit here, so people are beginning to put their gear together. But I think more importantly, today uh, everyone's looking for a grand meal. We've been out all day uh, fishing and Boy, we're looking forward to having a great dinner tonight,
16: Jose. Yeah, usually, well, during lobster season, we usually uh, give you lobster for dinner and the last day, uh, it's almost ready.
15: Oh, it's almost ready. We're going to speak faster so we can get through this interview because yeah. dinner's almost ready. You know, Jose, the, the lodge has been here for four years. Uh, this is my second visit here. The changes that I've seen that you've done are incredible with the pathways and the access and everything else like that. Tell me, is the lodge completed yet, or is it something that keeps on evolving?
16: Well, one thing my wife told me when I decided to build this thing is that uh, it's, it's never going to stop. It's never going to end. So every year I try to make some improvements here and there. And, uh, the, you know, we we try to keep up because the main reason is that we're not only competing with the other small companies of the island, but we're also competing with all the hundreds or maybe thousands of other uh, uh, sport fishing companies, not only in, in California, but also in Baja and on mainland Mexico. So we have to to have that vision. The market is is big. Hopefully uh, we can keep up. Well, there are
15: other things, too, that uh, Cedros Outdoor Adventures and Jose uh, Angel and his wife uh, Melanie are doing. You know, and some of the improvements I'm looking at is, first of all, access to pure water. That's one of the things that on all the islands off the uh, uh, the coastline has to be really important, and, and that's important here at the island. Tell us about access to uh, pure water and what is being done for better access in the
18: future.
16: Yeah, the island has uh, several springs. The main one, uh, sometimes during the summer, doesn't uh, keep up with the demand. So the state government decided two years ago to build a desalination plant. It should be ready in less than a month. Nice. So hopefully hopefully uh, everyone on the island will enjoy that pure water. Um, you know, uh, the community is growing. There's demand of services better better quality of life, and... Um, as long as the government provides and local companies can support uh the the local community involving uh i don't know things that I do like donations to the schools um some of our clients bring uh, a school supplies to the to the kids um some of the uh clients also bring um we just have a donation of uh for the school too yeah tell to us about neighbors. tell us about the school here as
15: you were on your way from uh, the marina up here to the lodge. You pass a school. I remember four years ago that I, the school was in a pretty sorry state. Uh, and now when we go past it, my gosh, the rooms for the, the kids to uh, learn in, they look like they've been refreshed. The grounds are beautiful. And it looks like there's been a lot of effort that's been done here at the school yeah there
16: is uh um you know the the education is one of the most important part of the of the community and and uh, I hope that the i wish that the government have more attention to that the kids here need a lot of attention there's there's really not much to be on the island and uh, a kid that is distracted in other bad stuff they get into trouble of course uh but as long as the family this is a very close community. Everyone is relative to each other somehow. Uh, as long as the families keep the, the the kids in, in check, I think uh, the the future of this island is
15: pretty good. Right. Well, we're coming pretty close to the close of your season here at the Baja Magic Lodge at uh, Cedrus Island. But I know that the work doesn't end not only here on the lodge, but then when it comes time to start doing the shows. I know I saw you last year at the Fred Hall show in both, uh, I think it was uh, Long Beach and San Diego. So you're always promoting the lodge, always inviting people to come and join
16: you here. Yeah, we have um, have a lot of incentives and discounts for people to book in advance or to pay their their ticket in advance. And we also have those uh, offers, uh, special things, during the shows, the shows are very good advertising for us. We only do three a year. Which, uh, two of those are the Fred Holt shows. Another one is Sacramento. I think that's that's pretty enough for me. I'm, I'm not, uh, I get very tired when people is around me. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, uh,
15: even though there was a tremendous uh, a bite of tuna and other species of fish off our San Diego coast, I know that may have taken away a little bit from the number of people coming here to the lodge, but boy, I'm looking here, here we are at the end of the season and you are just about still.
16: Oh. Yeah. Uh, lucky for us, you know, the, the, um, here's what happened here in San Diego. You, you read about, uh, big fishing, big, uh, tuna fishing, a lot of bites. You see the big photos, the photos with the big fish, but, uh, you know there's uh, 10,000 boats going out fishing out there here we had seven or eight at the same time so the proportion of our effort against that proport that that effort over there is, is huge the difference uh we have very good fishing anyway uh,
15: yeah you know uh, again we're going to be talking with some of the people who came along with us to uh, talk about the fishing You know, Jose, if people want to find out more about uh, the Baja Magic Lodge here at Cedros Outdoor Adventures, how can they get more information? Or even, I know people already that are booking into 2017, 2018, they want to make sure they get the prime dates. How do you go about doing
16: that? Yeah, uh, you can go to our webpage, which is uh, cedrosoutdooradventures.com, you can, if uh, you find, uh, find uh, in Google, just put Cedros Island and we're on top of the page. Uh, you can also uh, um, visit us at the Fred Holt shows. Uh, I'll give you brochures, we have we have a lot of brochures. Usually every year we give more than a thousand brochures during the shows, that's big advertising. Um, we also have a Facebook page, uh, Something something in Instagram, so it's very easy to find us. There's no excuse for for not to find us when you want to really make a concerto island.
15: All right. And uh, before we say goodbye to you, for our Spanish speaking friends here that are on Radio Zion, do you have a special message
16: or invitation to them, uh, Carlos? Seguro a, to, a todos los paisas que nos están escuchando, eh, chequen nuestra página y vean si les gustaría visitarnos. La pesca es muy buena, el servicio es muy bueno. Y ya sea que ven con nosotros o con alguna de las otras empresas, se van a llevar un buen, un muy buen recuerdo de laceros y Filetes. Gosh, uh,
15: Jose, I hope you didn't say, hey, anyone that mentions they want to come down with Rod and Real Radio, they're going to pay for their trip exclusively, <laughs> so everybody's welcome.
16: <laughs> that's right, that's right.
15: Jose Angel from uh, uh, Cedros Outdoor Adventures in the Baja Magic Lodge. Thank you for being with us, and uh, you know it's a pleasure always
16: being down here as your guest. Your hospitality is number one. Thank you, John, and thank you to all the listeners. I hope uh, some of you can make it to the island, and uh, well, there's some uh, some people who would like to talk to you about it.
15: Yeah, all right. Hey, that's Jose Angel from uh, Baja Magic Lodge, and we're moving around over here. You know, we are broadcasting from you from the patio. On the outside of the Baja Magic Lodge, we're overlooking the ocean. We have talked to Jose Angel. He is the owner-operator of the lodge. Now we're going to talk with a couple of the people that were down here with us that came down uh, on the Rod and Reel radio trip from San Diego. We've got uh, first over here, we've got Pat. And, Pat, how you doing? I'm doing just fine, John. Thank you. All right. And we also have Jim. Jim, thanks for coming along with us. Thank you,
19: john appreciate you uh let me come down here with you i'm having an absolute absolute great time
15: well you know and one of the reasons that i think it's interesting and i wanted you guys to come aboard with us is that you've made many trips not only to baja but mexico you've gone to different destinations uh i want to talk a little bit about your impressions of the lodge here and the fishing and everything like that pat i'm going to start off with you you uh are a citizen of the united states also a citizen of costa rica you've lived in you know the san diego area area a lot of people if they uh, are listening they may recognize your voice you also uh, live in costa rica now you're living in in tennessee Um, you have a chance to travel around a lot tell us your impressions of uh, uh, cedrus outdoor adventures and the baja magic lodger in comparison to some of the other places you've been to? All
20: right. Uh, First of all, when John mentioned Cedros to me, I thought, wow, that's my dream trip. I've always wanted to do this trip. And it has met all of my expectations. Um, The service here has been fabulous. The island is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the, The accommodations here are great. The bed is killer. It's really good. The fishing was a little bit on the slow side, but all in all it was a total package i'm going to come back again and i encourage other people to come as well because it's just uh it's a very pleasant experience overall
15: well pat you know uh we've enjoyed having you down also the fact that you're bilingual it helps us uh uh you know you know communicate a lot with the people here but the people speak uh, pretty good english and what do you think about the, the way they're uh, uh, eager to accommodate your, your, almost your every need here?
20: Like you said earlier, um, we can't take our own gear. They grab it from us. Um, the food is top-notch. The service in the, in the patio in the kitchen is excellent. And I, you're right, I do travel a lot. And I've, I've stayed at a lot of resorts. And this is up near the top. And, again, this was my dream trip. So... Um, I scratched to get here, and boy, I'm glad I did. And Again, I will come back next year or the year after for sure.
15: Well, I know you have a chance to travel around a lot, and you really came here on a wing and a prayer because uh, you went on a uh, charter that we had with uh, Sea Adventure Sports Fishing a few weeks ago, and we happened to mention that this trip was coming on up. You live in Tennessee right now, and you go, hey, I want to go on that trip. What were you expecting, and how did this live up to your expectations?
20: Well, I have a lot of friends that have fished this island before, and I've heard all the stories. And, uh, again, when you asked me to go, I was like, this is my dream trip. I've been dying to fish this place for a really long time. Um, I made things work. I have a farm in, in Tennessee, and we're kind of slowing down now, so I have a little bit of free time. And I got on a plane and came back to San Diego after fishing that that trip that tuna trip with you guys. Um, it's it like I said, it exceeded my expectations. It's a beautiful island. The people are really really great, and it's a very close community. Um, not a lot of people, um, but it's. Uh, it's a destination that I pe- I think people really need to come and check out because it's outstanding.
17: All right,
15: hey, this is Hopalong, and you are listening to a live broadcast from uh, Baja Magic Lodge with Cedrus Outdoor Adventures. We are here with a group of people that came on down with us. Uh, we've been uh, fishing. We've just been enjoying the ac- accommodations and the hospitality of. Uh, Jose Angel, you know, brought a lot of people down here for the first time. We're going to break right now for a commercial message, but afterwards we're going to talk with James, who's with us. He is really um, a fellow that travels down to Baja a lot. We're going to talk a little bit about his travels down to Baja and what he thinks is happening here at Cedrus Outdoor Adventures. Did it live up to his expectations or not? Hey, this is Hop Along on Rod and Reel Radio. Stay tuned. There's more to come. We're going to break right now for some commercial messages. We'll be back in a few moments.
21: movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity. We have twin six-ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to HM Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook. Facebook and at our webpage at ChiefSportFishing.com.
11: Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619 793 5419 or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com.
10: Adventures. Call today HM Landing 619 222 1144 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. HM Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi day fishing since 1935. That's HM Landing at 619 222 1144 or hmlanding.com.
13: Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? 7262 or just spell Bass Boat. one 800 Boat. I know, there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.COM
8: If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat rain or shine. Of course I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water.
9: Love California, Boat California, Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
15: Hey, we want to welcome you back to our Rod Real Radio. We are broadcasting to you live from uh, the Baja Magic Lodge with Sergio Outdoor Adventures. And Jose, if you will, will you please do the honors?
16: And, Jose, what does that mean? It means that uh, the dinner is ready, and we're going to start with uh, carnitas and some cocktail of clam and octopus. All
15: right, and that's the regular build affair around here. We've had great food as being here at Sager's Outdoor Adventures. And, hey, we want to talk now with uh, uh, Jim, one of our guests here. Uh, Jim's from San Diego, but he is a veteran of traveling down to Baja. Jim, how are you doing today?
19: Doing great, John.
18: Thanks a lot.
15: How'd your
19: trip go down here? Oh, it's been great. I really like it. I've been traveling in Baja for almost 20 years now, and um, coming to Cedros Islands has always been one of those bucket list uh, things that I've wanted to do, and um, I'm extremely satisfied with everything down here. I originally thought that I was coming down here for the fishing, but uh, the hospitality has just been incredible. The flight out of Ensenada coming down was just amazing, we're cruising along the coast and just seeing all these nice little spots that I want to go fish and adventure here in the future. It's it's really amazing down here. And uh, the food's incredible. Met some incredible people and really had a great time.
15: And, again, Jim, uh, you know, you came into the store and we were talking about coming down here uh, to, uh, uh, you know, visit with Jose and the people here at the Baja Magic Lodge. You know, You asked a million questions because I know you were a veteran of traveling down to Baja. You've been to a lot of locations in Baja. You traveled down here a lot. You are bilingual, too, so, you know, that helps a lot. And, you know, what were you expecting, and did this meet your expectations? Every adventure uh, into Mexico, you know, is always there's something
19: new. And uh, my expectations were, you know, really just to be able to to catch a lot of fish and have a good time. Um, but what I wasn't expecting was the hospitality here and uh, just how easy it really is to get down here and uh, get out on some fish uh, and uh, really be treated well. Uh, unlike uh, other places where I've been where they just take you out fishing here,
15: it's, uh, it's a complete vacation package where you really have a good time. You know, uh, a lot of places you think you're kind of roughing it or you're going out in the middle of nowhere and there's going to be a bunch of guys that are, you know, going to be sitting around fishing and, and talking about whatever it is. But, you know, this is not only a place for a bunch of guys, but, you know, there are a lot of women are coming down here, husbands and wives and everything. This is a great family uh, uh, place to come. Yeah, after this trip, definitely I'm going to be bringing Julie down with me and right. enjoying it. <laughs> Hopefully you can join us, John. Oh, man, I know I look forward to coming on down. You know, usually you can only make it once a year, and you don't want to be wishing your life away. But, you know, I can hardly wait to, you know, our visit here, it's only been for two and a half day, days. But how much we've got, we've really put into this two and a half days is incredible from Friday to Sunday.
19: Yeah, we've probably got about thirty hours on the water, and as John mentioned, uh, the first day we we had easily fifty yellowtail. We we we've been catching, releasing pretty much everything that we've caught
15: down here, so um,
19: it's just been incredible. All right,
15: Jim, thanks a lot for being with us. Uh, They put the hors d'oeuvres out and everything like that, so have at it. Hey, we've got one more. One more of them. I'm going to call him my friend, but he's also another guest here at Sedros Outdoor Adventures, fellow that I've had a lot of adventures with. I'm just going to call him C.L. right now. As soon as he opens his mouth, you're going to know who he is, but C.L., welcome okay. to Sedros Outdoor Adventures and the Baja Magic Lodge.
17: Okay. Thanks for inviting me and my son, uh, John. We really appreciate it, and we had a we're just way way more than we thought we were gonna get. We come down to fish, but the hospitality was fantastic and uh, everybody here jumps and runs for you and uh, you just what a what a I remember this for a long time. And uh it's way way more than I thought it was ever gonna be, you know, down here. And unlike a lot of people here, we're taking back a lot of frozen fish and they they clean it up for you. And they're fantastic at that. They freeze it for you and bag it up and take it. To you. Everything's done for you. You just got to make sure you don't miss the van. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm impressed with is the amount of
15: personal attention that people give you down here because of the fact that, as for myself, I don't get along as well as I used to when I was uh, 35 years old, by like some of the guys over here. but. These people can't do enough to help you not only get up in the morning, carry your gear, get you on the boats, and get you going and out fishing.
17: That's right, Con. And and unlike most of the, uh, or a lot of trips I've been on, they 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 run it by the clock, and it's an honest 6 to 12 hours a day of fishing. But you also get to do whatever you want. You go by lost groups, you come in it comes out uh, in the water, you come in and uh, cook them up for lunch, and uh, they do whatever you want to do, and they're very courteous, and and they ask you what you want to do and how you fish, and uh, they'll, they'll tie your gear for you. Do just anything you want to do, they'll do it. All right. You know, C.L.,
15: what do you say to people, you know, you've traveled all over the world, you've gone to a lot of places, you have your own boat, you've been out tuna fishing, here off of San Diego, you've had a great year, and everything. People go, why do you want to go 450 miles south of San Diego when you know you got some of the best fishing
17: in the world right there in your own backyard? Well, everything I expected, John, was uh, was So I've never been here before, and uh, I just everybody's talking about it. Uh, a lot of my friends in San Diego were saying you remember that trip for the rest of your life, and boy, there you are. Well,
15: you know, and I hope we get a chance to come back down here together because not only have we done some great fishing together, but it's also the time spent sitting around here at the dinner table eating great food. Uh, I noticed that you have something in your glass over here that may not necessarily be just water. <laughs> you know, you're enjoying something, but here's the deal. You, you eat and you drink. We're, we're tired as heck because of the fact we've been up since 5.30 this morning where we had breakfast. We started uh, off to the boats at 6 o'clock. We've been fishing since 6.30, got off yeah. the water at 5.30. And the only reason why we got off at 5.30 was that we wanted to come and do the radio show and, exactly. and tell our <laughs> listeners what it's all about. Exactly. exactly. Now, now, it, now, tell me about the variety of fish that you caught down here, C.L.?
17: They caught fish I've never seen before, or even we've caught fish there today, you know. And the funny thing about it, we was going over to the other pongas and saying, what is the name of this fish? <laughs> and they were all laughing and giggling. They said, "What's well, called a fish. And I, thought, I knew that. <laughs> but it was so funny because we were all, it's just a fun laughing. you laugh all day long. You catch fish all day long. And they just love it when you're screaming and hollering. They just, uh, the Ponga driver is fantastic. And the boats are uh, they're unreal. They're in, the water is flat, calm. You can water ski down. Oh, well, Phil, thanks for coming with us. I know they've got our hors d'oeuvres being
15: served over here. You know, we look forward to, you know, going fishing with you here in San Diego. But thanks for taking the chance and coming down here to... Uh, Sageus Island with Cedrus Outdoor Adventures and the Baja Magic Lodge, and being with us on Ron Real Radio. You, yeah. You're doing a good job. You trying to take over my uh, my job here? <laughs> oh no, nobody can do that. <laughs> you're just young. All right. Hey, we're out here. Everyone's about ready to have uh, dinner. I'm going to go up here. We've got some people that are uh, sitting out here looking at the um, uh, you know the bay here at Sageus Island across. Uh, with Natividad and Gary Negro, there's lights that are dotting the bay here right now. Uh, let's just talk to, who do we have here? Uh, my name is Aaron. Aaron, you know, you came down here with your father-in-law. He says, hey, I've got a trip in mind. What do you think?
18: You know, I'm glad you invited me on the trip. Uh, it's been a great time. It was probably the best time I've had uh, down in Mexico. Um, enjoying some cigars right now. Enjoying the view and ready to eat some good food after some great fishing. Right, and I, I know the fishing to the Cedrus
15: Island uh, standards wasn't great, but I think you managed to still go out and catch
18: fish and had a good time. You know, the fish kept us busy all day, not the biggest I've seen, but definitely a great time. Uh, we're looking forward to coming back, uh, doing it again. All right,
15: and, hey, I want to talk just real quickly with Clint.
18: Over. Clint, if you could take
15: that cigar uh, out of your mouth, you got your feet up, You've got a a beverage in hand. You're overlooking the beautiful view here of the ocean, looking out over
18: it. Kevin, Uh,
15: what what was uh, your feeling? Because you came here kind of at the last minute.
18: You know, it was very last minute. Uh, You know, John, I met you about three weeks ago uh, by chance on the legend trip, and you happened to mention this. I uh, brought a reel in for repair, and, just off the cuff, asked if uh, there was any space. She said yes, and that was uh, four days before the trip. So we uh, grabbed the last two spots and uh, just thrilled uh, that we were uh, able to get those because uh, we have uh, had, just have had a great time. Um, hospitality, over the top, food, fantastic. Uh, you just don't have to do anything except catch fish. Uh, it doesn't get much better. Uh, you know, and... I don't
15: know if you had any expectations. Again, uh, you travel, uh, you know, not only over all over the United States. You've been to uh, destinations where you can go fishing and and lodges uh, all over the place. How do you uh, compare Statrus Island to, uh, you know, some of the other places that you've been to?
18: You know, uh, it's hard to compare it because uh, you're sitting here, every room, in uh, the lodge or the, the resort here, faces the ocean. Uh, it just doesn't get any better. Uh, hospitality, like I said before, is over the top. Uh, you can't carry your reel to, or rod and reel to the truck. Uh, they, they grab it from you. They just take care of you. They cater to you and uh, the, the boats are great and fishing is just fantastic. Alright. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's just
15: Kind of an idea of what's happening down here with Cedrus Outdoor Adventures at the Baja Magic Lodge. Why aren't you down here? Well, it's the end of their season, but 2017 is coming along. Get a hold of Jose Angel at Cedrus Outdoor Adventures and have yourself a memorable trip with a bunch of friends or your family like the group we have here. Well, everyone, that's it for tonight. I want to thank Jorge for putting this whole thing together for us and allowing us to broadcast from down here. Ben, thanks a lot for putting in the recorded part of the first hour of the show. Also want to thank Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McCune for leaving us this legacy that is Rod and Reel Radio. Dan, Wendy, and I will be back next Sunday night on AM 540 at Rod and Reel Radio. So we look forward to speaking to you. So until then, everyone have a great night. Go out there and get them they're getting away. Good night, everyone. We're out. I'm I'm real gone, man. (laughs) You ain't working anymore.